guys, and welcome back to another episode of Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are so happy you are here. If you are a pre-PA, then you are in the right spot. So it is the day after Thanksgiving, and before we get into today's episode, we just want to acknowledge you and all the hard work you put in, and thank you for the opportunity of letting us help you in your journey to getting accepted to PA school and becoming a PA. We appreciate you so much. We're so grateful you are here, and Beth and I can't believe that we get to wake up every single day, and this is our life. Our life is helping you get accepted to PA school and start this incredible career, and so today and every day, we just wanted to say thank you so much for letting us be a part of your journey. We're so excited for your future, for getting you accepted to PA school, and for what is coming your way. And we know that you are going to do such great things in this profession. We believe that everybody comes into this life with a purpose to fulfill, to use their gifts and their talents to make the world a better place than they found it. And it just so happens that your purpose And becoming a PA is extraordinary. It takes such a special person to have the compassion and the empathy and the resilience and the drive to care for others and to dedicate your life to medicine and patient care. So all that to say, thank you so much for just being you, for owning full out your passions and your gifts and for having the courage to pursue becoming a PA. Your dedication for patient care and just who you are and all the things that you do and accomplish never cease to amaze us. It's not just about all the long hours of studying that you put in or the physical work you do in patient care and healthcare positions. It's the heart, it's the soul that you put into every step of your journey towards becoming a PA. And your commitment, this commitment to making a difference in people's lives is what truly sets you apart. So Beth and I, again, are so thankful for you and that you allow us the opportunity to be a part of your journey, the privilege to be a part of your life and getting into PA school, seeing your growth and your struggles, your triumphs, your successes, and knowing that we play just a small role in that is so incredibly rewarding. So we toast to you on this day after Thanksgiving for the person that you are and the future that is ahead of you as a PA. So thank you so much for allowing us these few minutes of love fest with you. And now on to today's episode. So today I want to speak to all the PA students out there and give you some tips if you're about to take your pants. Now, as most of you know, after you graduate from PA school, you need to pass your pants or your PA national certification exam. Once you pass this exam, then you become the PAC. So the dash C comes from passing this exam. Now everybody takes the generalist exam and everybody needs to pass this exam in order to get state licenses and work, etc. So taking the exam is a big deal. When we talk about pants pass rates for different programs, what we typically talk about is the first time pants pass rate. So that is the percentage of students who graduated who passed their exam the first time. And this is a big deal for students because you have student loans coming due, you want to start getting a job, you want to start looking for things, looking for apartments, moving, etc. But until you actually pass your pants, that can be really hard because you're not going to get hired until you get this done. So if you don't pass it the first time, you have to wait a certain minimum amount of months. You've got to study for it, and it can really just push everything back and make it that much harder, especially for those students who already have jobs coming right out of school because sometimes jobs aren't willing to wait. So it's really, really important that you take this really seriously. So after years and years of working in PA Academia, 
There are a few resources that we've seen students say over and over again that really help them pass their boards, their pants exam. And so today I want to discuss some of those resources and how it might work for you. So first one we see a lot of time is a book called The Pants Prep Pearls. Now there are a lot of prep books, a lot of pants books. I actually used a different one when I was in school. I don't think we had pants pet pearls, but I see students with this one all the time. Now it is a really, really good review book. Okay. But the emphasis there is on review. So if you are a PA student currently and you're still trying to pass your rotation exams, or you're still trying to get through didactic year, it is not a great book to learn medicine. It is a review book. It is a great book to review what you've learned throughout the entire curriculum. But again, it's not going to teach you medicine. You need something more detailed for your didactic year. You need your current or whatever book that you guys use in school for didactic. So fair warning, students who try to study for didactic year with pants prep pearls never do as well as other students because there's just not enough information. It's a review book, right? It's helping you recall information that you've already learned. How can you use a review book if you haven't actually learned it the first time? So not real great for studying during the didactic year, but it is wonderful for pants prep review. It's very comprehensive review. It really condenses everything down into just a few sentences. It's high yield content and it is really an invaluable resource for preparing for your exam. So there's nothing wrong with getting it early and kind of looking at it and keeping track of things. But again, it's not going to get you that high grade you want in your didactic year because it's not enough for that, but it's perfect for the pants. There's also other kinds of books out there as well. Really any high yield content book is good. We just see pants prep pearls used a lot. All right, the next one is gonna be online question banks. So online pants question banks. Now, a lot of these are paid for. So they do have some kind of subscription. Sometimes it's a yearly subscription, sometimes it's a monthly subscription. Some places you can just download practice exams, et cetera. So some kind of practice questions are really, really gonna help. A lot of programs actually pay for certain type of things for their students, but you'll just have to see what your program does. If not, it might be worth it to pay for a online question bank for a few months in order to get you prepared. It really costs a lot of money to take the pants and it really costs a lot of money to wait, uh, you know, an extra couple months if you fail and that way you're not having three months worth of a job and income, etc. So sometimes it is worth putting a little bit of money out the beginning, even though I know it hurts, um, in order to get access to some of these online question banks, but really that's up to you. So there's a lot of online question banks that are geared specifically towards the pants. There's Rush Review, Kaplan, Exam Master, and there's even more than that. Those are just a few of the big ones. So any kind of question bank with pants style questions is going to be good, right? Most of them are going to have the vignette style question. And the really important thing here is the explanation of the right and wrong answer. And that is really where you're going to get a lot of information. So if you go through and let's say you do cardio and we do recommend one that will kind of narrow down between the different organ systems. And that way you can study cardio and then go ahead and take cardio questions or study ENT and then take ENT questions. And that really helps direct your studying. And a lot of these do keep track. Like you've taken 50% of the cardiac questions and out of those, you've gotten 80% right or 80% correct. And that can really, again, help guide your studying. But anyways, the rule is, is you want to study an area before you take questions. You don't want to just randomly take questions if you don't know the area. So let's say 
you want to take cardio, we'll study cardio for a few weeks and then take cardiac questions. And that way you can reflect on how much you actually learn during your studying. Students who just take a whole bunch of questions, they think they're studying, but that's not really what they're doing. The questions are applying the knowledge that you have. So if you don't have that knowledge, you're not going to get an accurate gauge of where you are in your pants prep plan because you're just taking questions on stuff that you don't know right? So study first, then take the questions, and then really look at the question explanation. So why the right answer is correct and why the wrong answers aren't correct. So if you get a question wrong, let's say you get a heart murmur question wrong, then figuring out like, okay, where was my thinking went wrong? Was it just information that I had memorized and forgot? Was it something that I didn't understand? And really looking at those explanations of the wrong answers can really help you learn and really help you figure out where your knowledge gaps are. So absolutely love the detailed explanations that come with these type of pants online questions. It can really help you assess your knowledge in different areas and also tell you where you need to study, right? So if you get all the musculoskeletal questions, right, but you don't get a lot of the hematology questions, right, well, then maybe you should study a little bit more in hematology. So online pants question banks, really, really great resource for students. Okay, another resource for students is going to be things like online med ed. So online medical education. Basically, it's an online kind of curriculum. Usually it's videos, sometimes it's posts, but a lot of times it's videos of short little things. Like for example, uh, a video on asthma to kind of remind you, 10 minutes talking all about asthma, the treatment, the diagnosis, etc. So these popular online platforms kind of offer concise high yield videos to kind of study resources for a wide range of medical topic. So online med ed is just one that we've seen a lot. We've seen hippo. There's a lot of different online medical education resources, but basically what they do, it's very much like a review, but a lot of times it's in video format and they go over big topics. So maybe in your curriculum, asthma was one of the very first things you've learned. It's been a while. You want to make sure that you know all the details before you take your pants. We go and watch a 10 minute asthma video and then you take notes or do whatever you want to do on that. And then you can go ahead and take some pulmonary questions right after you're done with all the pulmonary videos. So a lot of times if it's been a while in your curriculum or if the curriculum wasn't certain strong in a certain area or it's just an area of weakness for you because you didn't see a lot in clinical rotations or things that you're not interested in as much, typically the specialties that you're not super excited about are the things that we typically don't study as much and don't learn as well. So if any of those are applicable to you, then some kind of online medical education like online med ed, hippo, etc., are going to be really, really useful for you. And last but not least, it's a board review course, all right, geared specifically for the pants. Now, there are a lot of board review courses out there. There's some that are in person. There's some that are online. But a board review course is just a really concise way of basically reviewing everything you need to know for the boards. Now, these are really, really brutal sessions. I've gone to them every time I've had to reboard. I go to one a few weeks beforehand and just remind me of things that have changed or remind me of things that I've forgotten since I work in a specialty, right? Sometimes you forget some of the general knowledge that we've learned in PA school. So taking an online or in-person board review course after graduation is a great way to cement your knowledge after PA school. And a lot of these PA schools will actually pay for them. So sometimes PA schools actually hire them yourself, themselves and bring in the board review and either give it to you for free or for a big discount or offer it to you online or, or whatever. Now, not all PA schools do this, but if your PA program does this, guys, this is a huge thing. These are very, very expensive and they're very, very tiring. So it's all day long sitting in the classroom and it can be hard, but I am telling you, it will get you ready for your boards. I do this as a PA who works in a specialty every single time I have to board or reboard. 
it really, really is helpful. A lot of them offer practice tests and practice questions as well. And some of them can even give you an idea of what they think you're gonna get on the pants, right? They can say, hey, this is your predicted score. And I found that that, for me at least, is very, very accurate. So it's really amazing. And a lot of them actually have some kind of guarantee, 100% guarantee. If you don't pass your boards, they give you another free course or something like that. So these can be really good. Hopefully your program will pay for this, but if not, it might be worth considering, hey, can I pay for this myself? Now, when it comes to online or in-person, really just doesn't matter. It's just how you learn best. Some of the in-person ones can be a little bit more expensive because you might have to fly or drive somewhere, staying in a hotel, etc. So the online ones can be really, really amazing that way. But if you don't learn online well, or if you don't think that you'll be able to sit there throughout all the lectures, then perhaps maybe the in-person is better for you. So when it comes to taking your boards after graduation, it's really, really important that you make sure that you are studying and when you go into the boards for the first time that you are ready to pass them because that's really gonna help you start your career as a PA, right? If you don't pass your boards the first time, you have to wait a minimum number of days, you have to pay for the test again, it can be very expensive. If you had a job lined up, that job might go away and go to someone else. So it's really important to kind of prep for this board exam. If you get sick on board day or something like that, just make sure you reschedule, right? It does have a reschedule fee, but it's totally worth it to reschedule if something happens in your life to make sure that you pass this exam. I hope some of these resources are helpful. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are so grateful you're here and for listening. And if you find these episodes helpful, please subscribe and leave a review and share it with your pre-PA friends. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode.